a look at the theme for today. Narrow is that pathway. The struggles that we face in this life as we walk to that heavenly home. But may we remember who has given us that victory. The victory that is ours through Christ. We join in with the singing of our first hymn, Fight the Good Fight. Let us please rise as we join in confessing our sins and receiving that forgiveness that our Lord has earned for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear friends, let us approach God with a true heart and confess our sins, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us. Lord of life, I confess Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. In his great mercy, God made us alive in Christ, even while we were dead in our sins. Hear the word of Christ through his called servant. I forgive you all your sins, name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the well-being of all people everywhere that they may receive from you all they need to sustain body and life. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the spread of your life-giving gospel throughout the world, that all who are lost in sin may be brought to faith in you. Hear our prayer, O Christ. Christ, have mercy. 
for patience and perseverance in this life, that we may not lose the hope of heaven as we await your return. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord of life, live in us that we may live for you. Please be seated for a hymn response. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Almighty and everlasting God, give us an increase of faith, hope, and love, and that we may obtain what you promise. Make us love what you command through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our first lesson for this morning is recorded in Isaiah chapter 66. We see that the gathering of that church triumphant, that victory that's ours in Christ, and may we look forward to that day as we walk in the pathway of this life. And I, because of what they have planned and done, am about to come and gather the people of all nations and languages, and they will come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them. I will send some of those who survived to the nations, to Tarshish, to the Libyans and Lydians, famous as archers, to Tubal and Greece, and to the distant islands that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory. They will proclaim my glory among the nations, and they will bring all your people from all the nations to my holy mountain in Jerusalem as an offering to the Lord. On horses and chariots and wagons, and on mules and camels, says the Lord. They will bring them as Israelites bring their grain offerings to the temple of the Lord in ceremonial clean vessels. And I will select some of them also to be priests and Levites, says the Lord. 
as the new heavens and the new earth that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and descent endure. From one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, all mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. And they will go out and look on the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. The worms that eat them will not die. The fire that burns them will not be quenched. And they will be lonesome to all mankind. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with our psalm this morning, Psalm 72. Our second lesson for this morning is recording the book of Hebrews chapter 12. So many think that by keeping the Old Testament law that was given to Moses that we can earn salvation. That's not the case. It's Jesus, that faith in Jesus that gives us salvation. You have not come to a mound that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them, because they cannot bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. 
The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the singing of our next hymn. Grace to and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for our meditation this morning is recorded in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13. Dear friends in Christ, I think one of the most difficult discussions that we can have with people is about heaven. How do we enter heaven? How how do how do we earn heaven? You know, again, it's not by our works, but by what Christ has done for us, but so many have a misunderstanding. A misunderstanding about heaven. I mean, you discuss this with people and ask them, how are you going to get to heaven? And 
Most will say, well, I lead a good life. I lead a halfway decent life, therefore God should let me into heaven. I'm better than my neighbor. Or others will say, well, God's a God of love. And since he's a God of love, there's no way that he would sentence anybody to hell. Hell can't exist, can it? So therefore, God has to let everybody into heaven. Well, that discussion has been going on from day one of, of creation. And actually, as you see in our text for this morning, that question was being discussed too. That question about who would be saved. And that's why this morning we, we want to meditate on those words with that thought in mind, the narrow door. For you see, um, many thought again, time of Jesus, that they would be inside that banquet hall. I mean, you had some of the Jewish rabbis that were teaching again that, well, we're part, we're Jews, we're, we're that chosen nation. Being part of that chosen nation, we're automatically into heaven. We have that go straight to heaven card. We'll be there. But on the other side, there were some other two Jewish rabbis that were teaching, now wait a minute, not quite so fast. Not everybody's going to be saved. Not everybody's going to get into heaven. And this discussion would go on. And there'd be those debates, but then one day, as you can see, as Jesus was going from village to village, town to town, preaching and teaching, all of a sudden, they saw it. Okay, here's Jesus. Here's this great religious leader. He'll give us the answer. He'll tell us the answer. And one goes up to him and says, Lord, are all going to be saved? And take a look. Take a look at the answer that Jesus gives. It's not in some abstract form. It's not just some great religious um, reading there. But take a look what he says. Make every effort to enter through the narrow, narrow door. Because many, I tell you, will try to enter, will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know, don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, well, we eat and drink with you, and, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. You'll be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. But you yourselves thrown out. Though the people back in the days of Jesus thought, we're going to be inside that door. We're going to be inside that door, that, that banquet hall. But Jesus was warning them and, and warning us. I mean, how many, again, were swollen with pride? How many were gloating in their accomplishments? And Jesus warned them. Warned them, you're going to be outside that door. Jesus uses that beautiful picture of, of God's mansion, that heavenly home. That there would be this feast, there, there would be this banquet hall that we would be in. But again, he warned them, that door will be locked. It's a narrow door that, that to enter into that banquet hall. And take a look what he calls them, evildoers. I mean, after all, when it got dark, the owner of the houses would, would lock their homes. 
they would go to bed. I mean, it's no different than we do today, is it? We went, when we go to sleep at night, we lock our doors, and what would you do if all of a sudden the doorbell rang at 2 in the morning? And you didn't quite know the person. Maybe you knew them a little bit, but, well, you were kind of questioning their character. I mean, would you rush down and just open up that door and say, come on in? I don't think so. I think you'd be a little hesitant. And Jesus was warning them. No, not everybody's going to be saved. Not everybody's going to be able to go through that, that narrow door. There will be that gnashing of teeth. You'll be seeing again Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the other prophets. Don't find yourselves outside that narrow door. What about us? Does Jesus really know us? Or how often are we kind of, our egos are so bloated and so swollen that, that we can't fit through that narrow door? After all, Lord, you know me. I was baptized. I'm pretty sure I was baptized. I, I think my baptism certificate is around here. Oh, yeah. It's in that, in that Bible, that big Bible that I know I should be reading, but oh, come on, Lord. That's hard to read. Does the Lord know you, or do we sit there and knock at that door and say, after all, I was a member at Living Water or whatever name of the church, and yeah, I should have been to church maybe a little bit more frequent than, than I attend. Yeah, I should have gone to Bible classes and grown in your word, but at least I was a member, Lord. Or, Lord, you know me. You know about all those good works that I did. I, I was kind to my neighbor. I served on all those committees at church. I spent those hours at church trying to assist that church. Man, you better let me in. Come on, Lord, you know me. When it states here that Jesus says that I don't know who you are, it's not that he didn't recognize them. But again, even though he taught in their streets, they rejected his message. Yeah, Jesus knows all our good works that we've done. Jesus knows that we're baptized. Jesus knows that we're members of a church. But I don't know about you, but that also scares me. If he knows that much about me and knows everything about me, he also knows my inner thoughts. He knows those sins that I have committed. He knows how I have failed. How I have failed to measure up to what he ex expects of me. That perfection, that, that holiness. I start to realize again that those sins that, that I commit daily, they do swell me up. And it's hard. It's hard to squeeze through that, that narrow door. And then all of a sudden I start to take a look and I realize that others are in, in that banquet hall. That others are there, like Jesus said, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all the prophets. I see others, and how often do we start to, again, get a little bit more swollen and can't get in because of our egos? Because, yeah, that's my neighbor in there. How did he get in? Man, he abused his wife. He was swearing all the time. He would lie all the time, and you know we could rattle off that list of how did he get it? 
But do you realize what type of life that she was leading? Do you realize what they were doing? How'd they get in there, Lord, and I can't? All of a sudden, we start to realize again how they got in. They were no different than us. But they also laid their sins at that foot of the cross. It's only when we stand at the foot of the cross and we see the blood of Jesus that covers our sins, that starts to deflate our ego, starts us to make us a little bit thinner. It's when we stand at that foot of the cross and we realize again that Christ has earned that forgiveness for us. That's when we can enter through that narrow door, that doorway that, that Christ has earned for us. Not by our works, not by anything that we have done, but all what Christ has done for us. Doesn't mean again, as we go through that door, yes, I'm a sinner, but Christ is the one has come for me. That's why I love this supplement, the divine service that we're using. We talk about, you know, Christ has come, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. He's the one that, that opens up that door for me. Not by my works, but what he's done for me. Yeah, it's a struggle in this world. It's a struggle as we live in this life. But the struggle, again, isn't that narrow doorway or that pathway. It's Satan, my sinful flesh, and the world. Those are the struggles, because when temptations come, and again, I get bloated, I start to swell up again, because again, look at me, look what I have done. That's when that door is really narrow. But overcome those struggles. Christ has done it all for us. Christ has done for us and has that door open for us. But take a look at our last verse. People will come from east and west and north and south, will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first and the first who will be last. When we start to think of that, that church triumph and when we think of that heavenly banquet that's, that's waiting for us, that foretaste, as we'll hear in the divine service after the Lord's Supper, that's the victory that's for us. That's the comfort. That even though I am last, I am chief of sinners, as Paul tells us in Scripture, that he's the worst of sinners of the whole world, yet Christ died for him and for all of us. That's what gets us through that narrow door. That's what, what opens that door wide for us in knowing the victory that Christ has given us. Enjoy that comfort now and forever. Amen. Let's please rise. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's join together in confessing our faith with the whole Christian church on earth with the words of the ninth scene priest. We believe in one God.
as we return our first rooster, Lord, to send us all things. The guest books are located in the chairs in the center aisle. Please take a moment to sign those as it's passed back to center. Gives you a chance to greet your neighbor and our Lord and Savior. Please rise for our prayers. And in our prayers this week, I'd like to remember Steve Wiegand, whose mother was passed away this past week, our Lyle Wiegand. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with Steve and his family at this time of need. May their tears of sorrow be turned to tears of joy, knowing the victory that is ours through Jesus. May we again, as we stand at the grave of our loved ones, remember again about that reunion that's waiting for us in heaven. May we remember that banquet that's waiting for us all through Jesus. And may we remember Steve at this time of need. And may he remember that Jesus is the resurrection of the life. We ask this in his name. Amen. And we prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to Let's give thanks to the Lord our God. It is good and right so to do. It's truly good and right that we should at all times and all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has called us to be his own, so that we may live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, 
we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Blessed are you, O Lord of heaven and earth. We praise and thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ. And we remember the great acts of love through which he has ransomed us from sin, death, and the devil's power. By his incarnation, he became one with us. By his perfect life, he fulfilled your holy will. By his innocent death, he overcame hell. By his rising from the grave, he opened heaven. Invited by your grace and instructed by your word, we approach your table with repentant and joyful hearts. Strengthen us through Christ's body and blood and preserve us in the true faith until we feast with him and all his ransomed people in glory everlasting. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the night that he was betrayed, took bread. Giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this remembrance of me. They took the cup gave thanks. Gave to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. Be the peace the Lord be with you always.
with all things being prepared for the Lord's Supper, you'll be ushered up in the center aisle. You will receive the elements, dispose of the cups and the baskets as we return to your chairs on the side aisle.
Having heard the word of our Lord and receiving the body and blood of our Lord and Savior and the Lord's Supper, let's please rise as we continue our praise and sing in the song of Simeon. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the foretaste of the heavenly banquet that you give us to eat and to drink in this sacrament. Through this gift, you have fed our faith, nourished our hope, and strengthened our love. By your Spirit, help us to live as your holy people until that day when you receive us as your guests at the wedding supper of the Lamb, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please be seated. And as we think of that narrow door and the struggles we face in this life, may we really be thankful that the Lord will guide us in all our ways as we sing in our last hymn. 